You are listening to We Woke Up Like This, and I am your host, Joya Sosnowski. I am dedicated to the soul's growth and seeing the higher self embodied, expanded, and expressed in every woman. Enjoy the show. Hello, lights and souls. Reverend Joya here to help you live your best vibe. I have not done a podcast in a while. I was traveling for 18 days, and then, of course, I had recovery time after that. So this is going to be a brief episode, but I just wanted to share with you because of everything that's going on right now in the world. And I'm just not, I'm not just talking about in the uh, geopolitical world. I'm talking about in the world of ascension and the vibration and what is happening right now. And it's really blowing my mind. And usually I just share what I'm going through because I know what I'm going through is often what other people are going through as well, especially those of us who have been doing this work for a long time and are ahead of the curve, ahead of the masses, if you will, because we've been doing this work for such a long time. So uh, I took off in September to go to Ireland and then to go to the south of France. The Ireland journey was with the same ladies that I went to Egypt with, and this was a part two of our journey. And this trip, I have to say, was very, very, very healing. Ireland is a very healing land. It's a very healing place. And honestly, I feel like the whole country of Ireland is sacred. There was not a place that we went that didn't have something sacred in a small circle. So we actually went in a a very large circle around Ireland. We traveled a lot and went to a lot of places. And I feel like we could have really just stayed in a couple of places and explored what was just around there because everything is so healing in Ireland. Everything's so old and so ancient. And oh, I just, I loved it. It's such a green, juicy is the perfect word for Ireland, juicy place. So I wanted to share a couple of the things that I learned in Ireland. And the first one was when we went to visit Bridget's well and we were scrying, which means looking into the well and waiting for a message to arrive. And I heard clear as day the message that said, as above, so below, there is nothing to forgive. And my intention on this journey was some deep forgiveness work and to, and to really work on healing my relationship with food, my relationship with my body. And Ireland was definitely the place to do that because the land is so healing. So that was the first message that I received. When I received that message, I've been wearing a red thread on my hand that I found on my arm. My wrist, that'd be the appropriate body part, my wrist, (laughs) that I had found in the Temple of Isis when I was there meditating. And I looked down and there was this red thread and I was like, what? And I tied it onto my wrist and I've had it on this whole time. But I took it off when I received that message. I took that thread off and I tied it on the tree at Bridget's Well with all of the rest of the offerings that pilgrims have left there. So... We went to another place called uh, Danu, which looks like two breasts, the mountain range. And it's where so many creative people come out of this region of Ireland. And I um, 
went into this process of really asking the land because our guide Michelle said that this was this land here in particularly was very healing and so I said I don't really understand what that means that the land can heal you and so I ask to understand what that means and then I just felt this very strong message to eat this flower there was this yellow flower and so I asked Michelle when she was done talking if the flower was edible and she said yes it is an edible flower it's called uh, gauss or grouse i think it was gauss and it's for spiritual protection and for healing and so i just kind of laughed and i ate the flower and then i got this urge to do a trust fall onto mother earth and there was these deep heathery locks that were just so thick and delicious and soaking wet because it was raining and I just got this feeling that said, trust fall, fall straight back onto Mother Earth. And I was like, but it's wet. And it was like, so, so I did it. And then I got, and then she said, roll over on your belly and lift up your shirt. So I lifted up my shirt. I'm laying with my belly on the ground and I'm just sounding, ah, and I'm feeling this energy arising from deep in my solar plexus out of my voice and just into the earth giving it to the earth in that place and i could feel the transmutation of that energy it was just so powerful really 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 powerful that happened um we crawled into the cat cave or uh wow the cat's cave which was actually a yoni cave a rebirthing cave and that was a really intense experience also that was really beautiful there were so many incredible experiences that i had in ireland including the most important and most powerful one of all was I had a very powerful dream with a 12-year-old Yeshua in my dream. And in the dream, I was going down a water slide and I could choose which water slide side I wanted to go down. And one was just straight into the water and then the other one was all curvy and it did loop-de-loops and it did all kinds of stuff. And I was like, of course I'm taking the fun one. So I went down this water slide and I landed in the water and I swam off to the side and I bumped into this kid and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he turned and looked at me and it was this little 12 year old boy with these piercing eyes and energy and a little beard. And I looked at him and I, in my dream, I was like, I'm not hearing what he's saying because I'm just so taken aback by what he looks like. And what he said to me was, I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry when I bumped into him. And what he said was, I appreciate the sincerity of your apology. There's nothing to forgive. And then I was taken aback just looking at him and then he touched my arm in my dream and he said, no, no, you're not hearing me. I want you to hear me. I appreciate the sincerity of your apology. There's nothing to forgive. And I got this transmission in my dream about uh, the sincerity, the intentionality behind our words, behind our apologies, behind anything we do, the energy that's behind it as being the most important thing. That dream profoundly impacted me. I woke up sobbing. And... It also was in alignment with the dream that I had from Bridget's well. There's nothing to forgive. There's nothing to forgive. 
And it really brought home the illusions that I was keeping firm and giving life to in the belief that I needed to forgive, that there was something to forgive. And it's so fascinating to me that this message from Ireland was kind of in alignment with my message from Egypt, if you remember, if you heard that episode about my journey to Egypt, that the message I received on that journey was the only thing left to heal is your belief that there's anything left to heal. And this message from Ireland is your energy of your apology, your sincerity of your regret, your sincerity of your sadness, your sincerity of uh, guilt in the choices that you've made or what you've done that you're not forgiving yourself for or other people for. That sincerity is what matters. And in that, there's nothing to forgive. And the deeper message for me as I was journaling and processing this now for a few weeks was, you know, forgiveness is really about radical acceptance. Forgiveness is really about complete acceptance over what is, what has been. And it's only when we can step into the complete forgiveness or acceptance of what is and what has been that that forgiveness comes about because there's nothing to forgive. We've accepted it. We've accepted what happened. We've accepted it as it is. We've learned the lessons. We can feel the guilt, the resentment, the remorse, the sadness, the anger, the regret, and let it go when we're in acceptance because now we've learned something. There's nothing that we go through that we don't learn from. Nothing. Everything is a perfect stepping stone to our soul's growth. And this energy that we're all in right now is this energy of letting go. It's really time to let go of the old. These old hangups, these old stories, these old patterns, these old habits, these old fixations, these old beliefs of I need to forgive, I can't forgive, I can't forgive myself. Because we can. We can. It's entirely possible. So after my journey to Ireland, I had arranged and planned on my own. <laughs> uh, I didn't go with the tour. Was to go to the south of France and go to the cave of Mary Magdalene. And I did that. I figured all of that out. I rented a car in the south of France. I drove and Celia met me there. She met me, flew in and met me in Paris. And we took the train down together. And we drove together. We did the hike together. We found our way to the cave. And we found our way to the basilica where her skull is kept. And miracle of miracles, the day that we went there and the time that we went there, there was like one other person in that whole basilica. And I got to go down into the crypt where her skull and her remains are and where the original tombstones are that they found and sit and meditate in there with a monk. There was another, there was a monk in there meditating and I sat with him and meditated. That experience of the Magdalene journey blew my whole mind. Because after that, we went to the next day, we went to Auxton Provence to go have lunch and we were attracted to this really cute little restaurant. So we sat down to eat. And as I said, I looked 
and directly across my eyesight, I mean, right across from where we were sitting was a door and it was door number 55. So I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. There's a 55 right there. So then we get up to go take, to go look at the door and lo and behold, right next door to that, there's this old church that we didn't even notice or see there. So we go into this church and this church is dedicated to the divine feminine. It's Mary, it's a Mary Magdalene church. And in this church, they had a dedication to Joan of Arc, a dedication to St. Bernadette, a dedication to St. Rita, and a dedication to St. Therese. And of course, a dedication to St. Mary Magdalene. And what was so wild about this experience, you guys, is that I was born at St. Bernadette's Church in San Bernardino, California. My mother's middle name is Therese, and she was named after St. Therese. And Celia's grandmother is Rita. So I sat there sobbing, doing family healing work. And Celia sat there sobbing, doing family healing work. It was absolutely, utterly remarkable that we wound up in this church with these particular saints that are so... Um, personal to me and to Celia and that it offered us both this opportunity for this really deep healing work within ourselves and within our ancestors our ancestry lines to take place so we did that work we did that work it was absolutely an incredible trip unbelievable and it's one that I'll never forget so since I've been back of course there's the integration of all of that. There's catching up with my sleep. <laughs> and I think for the first three days, I did nothing but sleep for like 15 hours a day. It was crazy. But the integration now is really this invitation to come utterly present, utterly, utterly present in this now moment, in the day that you're in, in this now moment that you're in, and to know with absolute clarity that you are a divine being expressing itself as you. You are not your body. Your body does not contain who you are, but rather who you are contains this body. You're that much bigger than the body. And feeling into this feeling of knowing that our purpose here is to awaken to this truth of our divine nature and to step into being love. And love is not like, I love my dog. I love my husband. I love my food. I love my car. I love, like, it's not possessive. It's not my, it's not my anything. That's not my love. Love is. Love is the energy of the Ruka force. The very energy of the field, we could call it love, because love seeks to expand and express itself. And fear collapses inward on itself. Fear destroys. Fear is death. Love is expansion. Love is expression. And so when we come into that, that one singularity, that truth of our true nature, 
then how we show up, how we express that can take on infinite forms because the forms don't matter. It's the content that matters. It's the energy behind it that matters. Just like in my dream of Yeshua, the apology only matters because of the content, because of the energy within it. You could say you're sorry and not mean it all day long, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't mean that. But this love energy then asks us to be the fullest expression of who we are. And what does that even mean? It doesn't have to be some big, huge thing. This is, this is the whole gist of this. It's very small because there is no small thing. It's how you treat the cashier at the store. It's how you treat people while you're driving. It's how you treat your server. It's how you treat your mailman. It's how you treat your family. It's how you treat yourself. All of these little micro moments add up to a huge life. And the more that we can tune in to this true nature of ours, this true nature of the vibration of love that we are, the more we can cultivate self-trust, the more we cultivate listening to our intuition. When it says, eat the flower, you eat the flower. When it says, lay on the ground with your stomach on the wet grass, you do it. You trust your intuition. You trust this guidance. And these little steps, these little micro steps, these little micro moments where we're always at choice point now, choice point now, and we choose to show up as love, that is the very act of transformation, transforming ourselves, transforming our world. When we don't react, when we're used to react, when we get a trigger and instead of reacting, we go within and say, what's asking for healing? Because in the way of mastery, it says everything that's not love is a cry for help and healing. And that includes within ourself. And that our only work is to express the good, the holy, and the beautiful in the world. The good, the holy, and the beautiful. And what that means to you. And it doesn't have to be some big, huge thing. It doesn't have to be like, oh, well, then I need to be on a stage and out in front of millions of people. No, not at all. And the most powerful spiritual teachers I've met in my life who have taught me profound lessons have been a guy who lived in a bus in Maui that I met when I was in my 20s, a man who I met at the um, British Airways lounge while I was waiting for a flight. He worked there. And he said to me, you pierced my consciousness. I loved that. You pierced my consciousness. Thank you. You pierced my consciousness too. Beautiful. We can show up really profoundly as the vibration of love, doing whatever we're doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It matters who you're being while you're doing it. 
And I think about that, the hugging saint in India. Um, what's her name? Ama? Anyway, I was thinking about how people will line up for hours to hug this woman. And I thought, they're not in line to hug this woman. They're in line to hug the presence of God. They're in line to hug the presence of love because that's who she's being while she's doing what she's doing. Her form is to hug. But what she's being while she's hugging people is a channel, a vibration of love, of pure loving presence. And we can do that in anything that we're doing. We can do that in our job, whatever our job is. We can do that as parents. We can do that as friends. We can do that as spouses. We can do that for ourselves. Because that's the ultimate transformation tool right there is the self-love. There's nothing to forgive. There's nothing to hold on to. There's nothing to argue about your smallness about. There's no excuses. There's no time for the fear. Because the time is now for those of us who are doing this work of, of raising the vibration. It affects the collective. And it affects the collective because if we could see the field... If we could see the quantum field, then we could see the thought forms that fly around in the collective. We could see the Bluetooth. We could see the internet waves. We could see the radio waves. Imagine if you could see the whole spectrum, right? And you could see all of this flying around you, constantly bombarding you. And that includes thought forms. And thoughts travel faster than the speed of light. Thoughts are instantaneous. You can have a thought and transmit a thought to another person instantly with telepathy. So in this field, there's all these thoughts flying around constantly, and we are each ascending and receiving device. We're cosmic communication devices. We're spiritual communication devices. And when you raise your elevation, when you elevate your vibration, and you change the frequency of your vibration, then you pick up different information, and you put out different information. So in this collective consciousness field of thought forms, those of us who have been doing this work really now need to hone our vibration and stay in alignment and stay in attunement with our vibration, with the higher vibration. Now is the time. And don't think for one second that, that your thoughts don't impact the world because they do. Don't think for one second that what you do doesn't matter, that it doesn't impact the world, because it does. And just if we constantly stay in that presence of mind of what would love have me do, how can I show up as love in whatever I'm doing, that's the fullest expression that we're striving for, is love. For me, the way that I came to this place, the way that I arrived here was with sound. And how that happened has been my question of the last year. How did that happen? How? It's so unexpected. It, it was not guided. It was very unexpected to uh, feel the way I feel, to be so clear, to have this level of clarity to have this level of peace and certainty and knowing and 
ease and grace and trust and intuition and being very tuned in, being in constant flow of creativity, being a direct connected channel to source. And I know if I can do it, anybody can do it. And sound took me there because sound, using my own voice and drumming, vibrated my body from the inside out. When you're receiving a sound bath, which I love to give sound baths, I still love to do that. Knowing that the intentionality is what's getting imprinted on the vibrational field of a person participating in a sound bath. So when you're experiencing a sound bath, it's kind of a passive experience. You're taking it in. Versus when you're using sound yourself with intention, using your own voice, using a drum, you're now healing yourself vibrationally from the inside out. And it's really vibrationally shaking up your body. Have you ever seen one of those uh, super fast vibrating plates like for plastic that you use for plaster work or for concrete? You put it in and you vibrate it super fast and you do that so that all the impurities bubble up to the surface. And that is exactly what your voice does. You use it with intention and all of your impurities, if you will, bubble up to the surface. All of the unconscious stuff that's been buried. All of the old anger, all of the old emotions, all of the stuck and stored energy that is ready to be cleared because it's blocking your channel. So when you use sound that way, you free yourself from all of these things. And this is the work that I do in the world. And I'm so grateful, so grateful for it. And that's, that's the message for today is that is the invitation to step into the fullness of who you are, to let go of what you're not, let go of those stories, let go of your arguments for smallness, let go of your commitments for hiding and staying small and really own and step into your true nature, your power. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. That's the thing. This doesn't mean you have to quit your job and run off and none of that. None of that. It's who you're being while you're doing what you're doing. And knowing and trusting that your intuition, your connection to source will guide the way that you will trust and you will walk the path and that the doors will open Whatever is needed will come. The people will come. Whatever it is, you just 100% trust and know that what is meant for you is meant for you. So beautiful. So I am so excited to announce that I have, I'm moving a lot of my classes to online. I really want to start growing my online um, offerings. Because doing sound online with people is just as powerful as doing it in my studio. So we can do drum circles now and Zoom now has a new setting, which is uh, for musicians to practice and collaborate together so we can all hear each other now. Yay! So we can do singing together. We can do drumming together. All of those kinds of fun things that I'm offering. I have some new offerings out there um, and will continue to do so as I grow and expand and share what I've learned, share what I, what I know and help other people 
step into the fullness of who they are too by clearing out all of this stuff out of the body. So you can find everything that I have to offer at my website, vibology.com, V-I-B-O-L-O-G-I-E.com. And as always, thank you for listening and don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And I'm just so grateful for you. And I thank you with all of my heart for doing the work. It's not easy to do the work, but it is so worth it to do the work. So worth it. And I'm sending you so much love and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to We Woke Up Like This. I would appreciate a like, a subscribe, and a follow wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, send me an email, joya at vibology.com. Thank you so much.